0: From The DNA Company, this is The Unpilled Podcast, with your host, Kashif Khan. Welcome everyone to the first and inaugural episode of The Unpilled Podcast. My name is Kashif Khan, CEO of The DNA Company. I was compelled to do this after speaking to some of our patients, some of our clinic partners, and the impact that has been made and lives that have been changed. And... I was forced to look beyond our business to say how do we share this knowledge with everybody whether our company touches you or not lives have been changed dramatically in terms of health wellness optimization but it's a hidden secret it's a secret of the wealthy it's a secret of professional athletes of celebrities and we needed to get this out to everybody and this is where i was told get on the air and let everyone know and this is what we're doing and through this series of episodes, we're gonna meet some interesting people, talk about their personal healthcare journeys, things that were going on that they knew they needed to fix and things that they didn't even know were happening. Their genetics laid all the cars out cards out on the table. We were able to dive deep into things like the brain and what makes people tick, cardiovascular and how to actually reverse or prevent disease. We looked at diet and nutrition and how people are actually meant to eat fitness, hormones, body type. We, we talked to supermodels about why they look the way they look. We looked at things like sleep, you know, this chronic and endemic issue in North America, of people not sleeping properly, leading to all these various illnesses. And we bundled that all together and said, here's what human optimization actually looks like. And the thing that actually got me over the edge from, this is our business. We're a biotech that researches and teaches clinics and other healthcare innovators. How to apply DNA to wow, this is actually my story, was something that happened with my niece. But first, let me tell you what the DNA company is and what this company does. There's always been this sort of promise of genetics are going to solve healthcare. There's always been this mystery of how do I understand my personal instruction manual that I was born with and apply it to everything that I do. And there's been a sense of it hasn't worked there's been a sense of it's not actionable I can't apply this my doctor doesn't believe in it and why has that happened genetic researchers have been focused on genetic problems which is which is what they believe they're supposed to do I'm born with sickle cell syndrome it's literally in my genetic code so let's try and fix that let's find the switch that turns sickle cell off and I applaud them for the work and they will solve those problems And there'll be solutions, genetic therapeutics that are highly targeted and fix these very specific problems. But if you look at the Center for Disease Control, they say that 90% of the healthcare budget is on chronic disease. These are not things we're born with. I wasn't born with type two diabetes or cholesterolemia. This was a result of poor choices. This was me doing the wrong thing for too long and eventually leading my cells to fail and expressing a disease. But what are those right choices? They're different for you and they're different for me. And this is the thing that the DNA company has been working on. How do we unravel a person's ability to dive into their genetic code and understand and everything they do, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, exercise choices, how do I eat, how do I sleep? What is right for me to not only prevent but even reverse disease? And so we set out and we we spent three years studying 6,000 people. No genetic company in the world has done this. We literally clinically reviewed, sat in front of people with their genetics in one hand and all their healthcare issues in the other hand and said, here's how you got here. It wasn't, I'm born with gene X, which led to problem Y, it was, I'm born with suboptimal gene a b c d e f g a whole system that mirrors biochemistry cardiovascular isn't one gene it's hundreds of genes that are doing hundreds of different things all at the same time and we had to understand how those systems work and then map the genes to mirror them we then had to meet these people to understand why was it that of 10 people that had the exact same genotype that system map and the same version of the map that three got sick and seven didn't. It was the choices that they made. So it's one thing to understand the cards that you've been dealt. Here's how I look like genetically. But to understand chronic disease and the things we weren't born with, we have to understand what choices were made for the people that got the worst outcomes. And this is what we have done. We've understand the ability to be able to offer people what choices to make to prevent or reverse disease and live the most optimal version of life they possibly could. And the beauty of this is we're entering a time where what used to be $50,000 in reserve for the world's wealthy is now a few hundred, and has even more insights than the $50,000 test used to have. We've literally dealt with celebrities who have spent upwards of $100,000 having their genome tested, and are telling us that with the ease of use of current reporting and the amount of data that's now provided for a few hundred, they learn more than they did for 100,000. By spitting into a tube and providing saliva, you can literally be provided back your entire human genetic instruction manual. How is your body wired at the brain, at the heart, at the hormones, at the gut, all your major systems, from there being able to understand how you uniquely deal with the environment around you the lifestyle choices you make, the nutrition choices you make, and what the net result of all that can be. Now, let me tell you my personal story was something that happened with my niece. It took me from we supply DNA tests and we study DNA to we change lives. She had an anxiety issue. She's 13 years old now, and this actually happened in this last year. All of a sudden, out of the blue, never in her life, She fell to the ground with an anxiety attack, couldn't breathe. My mother, who she lives with, called me over. My sister and my mother lived together and said, your niece is having an issue. We need your help. So I quickly left the office, which is 10 minutes away. And I got there. And for sure, she was having what looked like an anxiety issue. All the symptoms were there. I took her to a clinic and they said, you know, just watch her. And this happens with girls of that age you know, there's bullying, there's things going on that she may not be talking about that could lead to this. I've gone beyond my threshold where I can cope and I got to, it's, it's coming out. So we left it at that. A month later, it happened again. The second time my mom called me and said, you got to take her to a clinic because she fell down and hurt her head. So she literally collapsed, couldn't breathe, banged her head on the way down on the table and was in bad pain she actually couldn't walk she also hurt hurt her leg while she came crashing down so this time I did what any parent uncle mother-in-law grandmother would do I called a pediatrician and I said to my friend who happened to you know we he's also an investor in the company I said I need your help my you know my niece is the second time I don't know what's going on can you get her in somewhere quick and he did He got us uh, into urgent care at a hospital and we immediately got to see a a clinician, but then spent the next six hours on a bed waiting to hear what was going on. In that six hours, there was a number of blood tests. There were scans. There was a look at her leg to make sure she hadn't fractured herself. And after the six hours were over, the doctor came in the room and said, if it happens again, let us know. That was the result. And I realized that that is normal. That is the healthcare experience. And it wasn't until I experienced this with my own family and my niece, who seemed to be so fragile at the time, that had no solution, that I realized more was needed to be done. And so a month goes by, like clockwork, my mother calls me and says your niece has run away from home. We're talking about a girl who never left alone, who is the most innocent and pure-hearted girl you could have met, who wouldn't? you would never think this was possible. No specific, no specific concerns, no reason for why it would happen, at least that we knew of. And so again, I rushed over there. And I told my mom, look, we're talking about my niece, Noor. For her, running away doesn't mean that she's on a plane to some other country. We're going to find her in a few minutes. And lo and behold, she was standing outside of my mother's building, just looking around. For her, just being outside was running away. Not that she's not allowed out, you know, she's not living in an internment camp. But that level of innocence where being out alone is not something that she did often, you know. So she just, that was enough. And I asked her, what are you doing? She said, well, I was going to walk to the gas station because that's across the street. And I said, okay, but why? What happened? And I looked at her and I could tell she actually didn't know. She was running away from herself. She was in her apartment, frustrated with something that drove her to leave. The environment needed to change. And we actually didn't know what was going on. So I, I took her for a ride. We drove around took her for lunch and tried to pry this out. Like, what was going on? Is there somebody bothering you? Is your bullying? Like, what is it? And she literally had no idea. And that's when I kind of slapped myself mentally and said, what am I doing? We spend day after day with celebrities, prof- professional athletes, executives, paying us thousands of dollars to figure out the problems that their doctors couldn't figure out. And I haven't applied this to my own family, whose DNA, by the way, I already had. So I took a step back and I said, okay, let's go home. Let's rest. I'm going to try and figure this out. So the first thing I looked at, when we look at young women, we look at hormones. This is that gray area in medicine. And we always try and look at the gray area because that's usually where the answers are. This gray area where it's just taken for granted, you're meant to have hormone issues. Menopause is supposed to be horrible, horrible. You know, your period and your menstrual cycle is supposed to be a disaster every month. No, it can actually be very black and white if you understood genetically why these things were happening. And so I dove in and I said that I I looked back at the text messages and calls from my mom and like clockwork, which I didn't realize until that time, it was month after month. Which meant to me, it had something to do with her menstrual cycle. And so I dove again into her genetics and I saw what does her, her hormone pathway look like? How does she metabolize progesterone, testosterone, estrogens? And what is her net, you know, what does a net hormone met- metabolization look like? And so what I saw was she was highly androgen dominant. What does that mean? Uh, androgens being testosterone. And you would think that women don't have testosterone. No, whether you're a man or a woman, we do the same thing. You take progesterone, you convert it to testosterone. You convert that to estrogen and then you clear it. Men do it daily, women do it monthly. That's the difference. How we do it, there's many different in that cascade, you know, many different options on how fast, to what degree, what quality, et cetera, et cetera. And so what she was doing was holding on to her testosterone, not converting much into estrogen and being what's called androgen dominant. This leads to that thin, petite, you know, I have a rip six pack but I have no curves. I have, uh, I'm fit with no fat, but my hair and skin isn't the best. I have acne issues. These types of things are what it leads to. And what was happening to her is when is your estrogen level the lowest? It's at the very beginning of your menstrual cycle. And so I confirmed this with my mother. She said, yeah, actually you're right. That each time this anxiety issue happened, it was right before her menstrual cycle started which was that low point of estrogen. This is already a known cause for mood and behavior issues. This is already determined that, you know, low estrogens in women, high testosterone can affect mood. But why was it compounded? Why all of a sudden was this happening? We're talking about the starting point for all this, October, 2020, prime COVID season, meaning school is over, she's working from home. All their classes are online and she's not going outdoors and she's not getting any vitamin D. So a thing that seems so trivial is that thing that created enough of a compound effect to push her past the threshold where the many months before she had the same hormone profile, but didn't have an anxiety issue. So it was getting her close, but not over the edge. And the thing that pushed her over the edge was that lack of vitamin D. So being indoors, and this is why we're saying that so many people during this pandemic have experienced mood and behavior issues. And it seems like, yeah, I'm locked up and that's bad. But there's actual biochemistry that leads to these problems. Vitamin D is responsible for 2,000 of the 22,000 genetic functions in your body. 10% of your biochemistry is dependent on vitamin D to make it happen. So when you look at hormonally, things are off. To begin with and you're not getting that key ingredient vitamin d actually being a hormone by the way it's not even a vitamin it's that we label it as that but it actually acts as a hormone it caused her to crash this is the thing system failure what but what were we looking at at the let me know if it happens again and come back was a symptom failure let's mask the symptom and this is what led us to we need to unpill people It's not about the symptom. It's not about my niece being on an anxiety pill for decades, probably. It was about why was it happening to begin with? What was a system failure that led to that symptom issue? And it had to do with hormones. It had to do with vitamin D and one last layer. Like me, she does not bind much dopamine. So she doesn't experience pleasure and reward to a high degree. This leads to great things. It leads to entrepreneurial spirit. It leads to achievement because you're constantly seeking reward, but it can also lead to things like depression and addiction if you haven't fed yourself with that sense of reward. And this is, again, the compound effect, the trifecta. Her hormones were already drawing her in that direction. The lack of vitamin D was causing a system failure. Everything was out of whack. And where was she suboptimal? She didn't experience pleasure because her dopamine levels were so low. And that led to this mental crash that expressed as anxiety that's what it looked like outwardly and that's what a doctor would call it and the funny thing is taking a step back this all by the way unraveled in my mind in minutes so this multi-month experience this is over a period of four months of her suffering to the point where she left her home not knowing why but she knew she just had to leave because whatever was going on upstairs was too much It all unraveled literally in a couple minutes after looking at her genetic map and understanding what was actually going on at the system level. So I then called the pediatrician, my friend and our investor, who helped me get her in quickly and said, I think this is what's actually happening. And he was silent. He said, you are exactly right. He said, in biochemistry, if you actually look at what you're describing and genetics, are the way you're saying they are. This is exactly what's happening. Unfortunately, I don't have this in my toolkit. I can't use this knowledge. I wait for someone to get sick and I have to mask the pain point that they're complaining about. That is my job. Diving deep into why it happens, we don't get there. And so this led me to this mission. This is where I said that how many young girls are out there being labeled as whatever they're being labeled as you already see it you hear it with also with the extreme pressures of social media and what's going on in schools and fashion and keeping up layering on top and causing those triggers how many young boys are having other issues that are similar in nature with bullying etc cetera, etc cetera, that can't cope how many adults are out there that are having menopause issues, that are worried about the cancer that may be coming, that are worried about grandfather's Alzheimer's, that are worried about why can't I lose these 10 pounds, all of that, looking at the band-aid, the trial and error, the one size fits all solutions that are available to us, meanwhile, the technology exists, to decode our genetic maps, and understand what is truly going on uniquely for ourselves, and I was compelled to share this with everybody. I was compelled to say, if we have this in our hands, everybody needs it. They just need to know it exists. And this is why we built and are now launching the Unpilled Podcast. And thank you for joining us. I hope you join us on other episodes as we continue to meet people and tell their stories and share where either we were able to get in on time and help them or we are able to work on reversing or we're able to decode and give them that wow moment about why that thing was happening that they just couldn't figure out. And we're going to learn as we go along. Thank you again for joining and welcome to the Unpilled Podcast. From the DNA company, this has been the Unpilled Podcast with your host Kashif Khan. Thanks for listening.